Hello, welcome to Storytime at the Ape's Nest. I am the announcer. The other guy who usually does the announcing isn't here. He is at the doctor. He has a bad case of arm cancer. You may think that I am a computer, but I am not. I am a human dude. My name is Bill. Bill smells too good. It is a Welsh name. Anyway, let's get to the show. Today's episode was recorded live at our October 28th show at Industry Labs in Cambridge. The reader is Chris Bryo. Bryo. Bry Bry Bry. I am giving up on pronouncing that last name. Sorry to Italian people, but it is too difficult for this poor Welsh boy. Take it away, Chris. Guys, give it up for Dark Crystals and Chris Briota. Thank you. I'm very tall. You two feeling it? Feeling how tall you are? Yes, that too. Okay. This story um, is one that I read at our last show. I apologize, I've been busy. Some of you who heard it already will hear new things in it, not because I added to it, because it's a very rich tale that repays repeated exposure. It's from my ongoing horror anthology, The Town Where Freaky Things Kept Happening, it's up to 7,003 installments. I'm reading this one twice. <laughs> It's called, If You're Going to Shave Down a Seal. If you're going to shave down a seal, and I am seriously not suggesting that you do, you need to pay attention to the contours. You see, most of a seal is smooth and uncomplicated. A long curlicue, like a hairy Nike swoosh. You'll get lulled into a long, careless shave, and that's when it'll go wrong. Because there you are, zooming along and blammo. Flipper changes the angle. You nick that seal right in the fold of his flipper, and then you've got a mostly hairless, bleeding, pissed off seal. And once that seal starts thrashing, you're both trapped in an upwelling cycle of blood and resentment. Here's what I'd describe as the ideal seal shaving situation. It's 10 o'clock at night when they'd be asleep anyway. You've prepared a bath, warm enough to be soothing, but not hot enough to rouse. You've dissolved a few pounds of rock salt in the water. You have a good supply of razors, swapping for a new one every four or five strokes. Your seal isn't from the Arctic, where the fur is too lush. You've not had, say, a couple of beers to calm yourself down because a seal is like way bigger and stronger than you've ever imagined. You've had a good amount of coffee. Not so much that you're irritable and twitchy, but enough that you're awake and focused because concentration is now the name of the game. Here's a fact about seals. They have magic. They exist in two worlds like shamans. 
That's where magic comes from. Shamans exist in the world of the flesh and the world of the spirits. And seals live in the world of the land and the world of the water. A shaman unlocks his magic with psychedelic drugs or trance-like chanting. Seals don't have access to that. They have different keys, and it takes two of them. One of those keys is blood. Like blood raised when you shave them poorly. Moving on. I was never very popular in high school, or, or ever, really. I think it's because I'm a singularly unlovable person. It's almost like I'm half-formed, a simulacrum of human, but missing this key quality. I first noticed this when, look, I could tell you my whole life story, but you won't understand my choices. What you need to know is that I, a person who is impossible to love, showed up at my 25th high school reunion, escorting a male seal I'd shaved down and said was my human wife, Janora. It went better than you'd think, honestly. See, it was still the case that no one wanted to talk to me. Since they were socialized adults, their glances glid past me and Janora with the effortless, frictionless grace of figure skaters. Even when I walked into the yacht club that was hosting the reunion and claimed our name tags, it was a wordless, vigilantly unobserved exchange. I propped up Janora in a chair and used the belt on his dress to tie him in an upright position. My plan for the evening hinged on there being some cedar-planked salmon at the buffet. There's always cedar-planked salmon at the buffet. I figured if I could keep them occupied with fish for an hour or so, we could get through this and go to our respective homes. Me to my condo in Portland and Janora to the aquarium in town where I'd stolen him from. Bingo! I was piling a small plate with salmon for him and kielbasa spring rolls for me when I saw the folly of what I was doing. What did I hope to achieve? The best case scenario here was that everyone ignored me enough to not look too hard at Janora, and if that was what I hoped for, why come at all? Was I insane? I cursed my pitiable desire to impress these people who meant nothing to me, but the die was cast. Planked salmon had a light cream sauce. This will become important. Here's a fact about me. I've always loved the song Neutron Dance by the Pointer Sisters. It's been my favorite song since I heard it on the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. Back when I still dreamed of one day falling in love, of meeting a woman who could love me forever or even at all, I used to imagine having the first dance at our wedding to the song Neutron Dance by the Pointer Sisters. Whenever they get to the drum fill in the middle, I always dance so crazy, so crazy. At our wedding, when the woman who pledged to love me for the rest of our lives, when we solidified that joyous chain by moving our bodies to a synchronized dream as if time itself was teaching us how to be one, we would dance to the song Neutron Dance by the Pointer Sisters. And at that drum fill, I would dance crazier than ever. And my friends would all cheer me, saying, that's so Shane. And my wife would look at me with love in her eyes, and she'd cry a little and mouth the words, I love you so much. Here is why 
I am telling you about the song Neutron Dance by the Pointer Sisters. I was cleaning a little bit of chewed up creamy salmon that had fallen out of Janora's mouth when the DJ switched songs. I think you know what song the DJ played. I think you know what that meant. I had to, had to dance. And that same mania that caused me to think this entire evening was a good idea, that same mania I had been regretting not four minutes earlier soared back from the depths of my mind. I was going to dance with my wife to my favorite song in front of these people. I untied Janora from the chair and dragged him to the dance floor, and we started to dance. I think, I think he, he liked it a bit, to be honest. Maybe the rhythmic rolling reminded him of his days on the ocean. Maybe he was lonely, too. It might also have been the muscle relaxers I'd filled him with at my house. You know what? I felt good for the first time in I don't even know how long. I felt happy. As dumb as this plan was, it was actually worth it for this moment. That was a revelation to me, that I could find happiness solely within myself, whether I could be loved or not, whether I was loved or not. Free. I felt free of the weight of other people. And then when the drum solo came, I knew I was going to dance crazier than ever. It was the culmination of every paltry joy I'd scrapped together in this gray iron life. And I did. My legs ran in place. I whooped. I jumped as best as I could with my burden. Unable to wave my hands in the air, I swung Janora around like a bag of laundry. He actually barked, I think with joy, not fear, but it's hard to say I'm not fluent in seal emotion. And then it happened. I, I mostly blame the cream sauce. Also, maybe I screwed up the dosage on the muscle relaxants. That one's on me. I felt the convulsing in his stomach. And before I had a chance to process the sensation, it started the vomiting. I was still flinging him around. And seals, when they vomit, it's a lot. A lot. Between the volume and the flinging, it was covering the dancers like they were parishioners at some hellish church, getting sprinkled with the rankest chunky holy water you can imagine. And oh, the screaming, people slipping and falling in their zeal to get away from us. Utter, reeking pandemonium was streaming from this seal's gullet. Here's a fact about seals. Seals are social. For all social mammals, a sense of shame is a survival mechanism. And seals, they can feel shame. It wasn't the barfing, that's something that happens to them every day. For a seal, barfing is just a fun variation on breathing. No, it was the sense of being pushed out of the herd. A sense made real by the dancers forming an impenetrable circle around Janora's barf radius. Remember how I said it takes two keys to unlock a seal's powers and one is blood, such as from a substandard shape job? Well, 
The shame of a barfing excommunication on the dance floor was the second key. And so, that night, I unlocked that door within Genora. I didn't know any of this at the time. I learned this later in my studies. What I saw at the time was this. Genora lying on the floor, his taffeta dress slipping off his hairless body. Genora lying on the ground, ashamed, vulnerable. Genora with a look of concentration like you never see on a seal. Genora quivering, quivering with what I thought was fear, but with what was actually power. I didn't see it at first what he was doing. I heard it. The sick, wet crunching, followed by the screaming. Anyone with flecks of barf on them had fallen down to the ground and was screaming in what had shifted from disgust to pain. One man was clawing off his pants when I saw it. His legs were starting to fuse, his feet broadening out. That sound, that crunching sound, was the bones in his feet reforming into something new flippers. His feet were grinding their way into flippers. It was happening to all of them. They screamed in confusion and pain as their bodies contorted. Some tried to run, but it was useless. They no longer had run-friendly forms. Their eyes widened and their pupils grew, first in terror and then physically as they were becoming seals. Becoming seals, but not all the way. They were terribly useless hybrids, 30-some nougat-colored seal things laying on the yacht club floor in pain, in terrible pain, in bodies that didn't exist as human and didn't exist as seal, but in some mawkish twilight space in between those two, the borderlands of magic. I looked at Genora. He was exhausted. Was it the magic that had tired him? The muscle relaxants? Food coma? Probably all of it. I scooped him up and pulled him towards the door. I passed the buffet and grabbed the last of the kielbasa spring rolls and left my broken classmates on the ground, a frenzy basking under the rented stage lights and trying out their failing barks for the first time. We left the yacht club. They tried to follow us, but the transformation had stopped and their bodies simply did not work. And I brought Genora to the parking lot, which was hard by the water, and we went down the gangplank to the marina. And the smell of the sea roused him a little, and he leapt from my arms into the sea. And his new children tried to follow him, but were mostly beached at the door jam, except for one guy named Terry Hartford who'd always managed to muscle himself to the water's edge. Terry was always very strong. He hit puberty before anyone I knew, and I, I wonder if that played a role here. He made his way past the door, over the door jam, and pulled his way along the gravel, scraping his new skin terribly the whole way. And he rolled into the water after Genora, his mother, Genora, his creator. And as strong as he was, he was some idiot god's guesstimate of a seal. And he sank, writhing, blubbering, confused to the ocean floor.
for Chris Ferrara. Yes. Last time I heard that story, I didn't shave for like three days. <laughs> then I accomplished my purpose. <laughs> yes, you did. Wow. Thanks, Chris. You are gross and bad. You make me wish I was a computer, which I am not. I am a 100% human creature named Bill Smells who could. From Wales. The music there was performed live by Dark Crystals. I hope you liked it. The reason I hope you liked it is because if you didn't, that makes you a lame and terrible person who should die. Hey, guess what? We probably have another live show coming up in Cambridge on December 8th. Probably. We probably have that. Probably the best thing to do is sign up for the Apes Nest mailing list by going to apesnest.com. Then you will know. Okay. Bye bye now. I hope your skin stays attached.